Gillian Maxwell has been found guilty of five of the six charges against her. Ghislaine Maxwell faces up to 65 years in prison. Maxwell found guilty on five of six counts related to sexual abuse and trafficking. On Wednesday, a federal jury in New York found uh, Jeffrey Epstein's former confidant, Ghislaine Maxwell, guilty. We have the verdict now. We have a guilty verdict on five well, there you go. of the six <laughs> charges. Today on Irishman in America with Marion McKeown, we look at the verdict in the trial of Galen Maxwell. The British socialite and friend to the stars was found guilty by a US jury on Wednesday of helping the late financier Jeffrey Epstein sexually abuse teenage girls. It's that simple. Is it the final nail or just the beginning of a lengthy appeals process? Will she serve the decades that many news outlets are predicting? Or is there another twist in this already grotesque story of abuse of power, influence and vulnerable young women? I don't know about you, Marion, but I did not see this verdict coming. And all the chatter I heard suggested that the prosecution had somewhat botched the case and the defensive seemed confident that she was going to be walking free by the weekend. Yeah. Um, hello to you, Giles. I, I have to say that. I felt, and I know we discussed the prosecution did not do a good case, but as I think we spoke in the recent weeks, the evidence to me, having sat there, was just overwhelming. It was overwhelming. I could not see any way that she could be acquitted on all charges. Now, I actually, funnily enough, thought that maybe the conspiracy ones might be harder to to establish, but um, to some degree, because, you know, with, with a conspiracy, it's conspiracy with who and, you know, Epstein being dead, uh, you know, what was, was although, albeit he is a convicted paedophile, and he, you know, he, he did plead guilty to soliciting underage girls, but, but conspiracy to commit sex trafficking of minors, like, you know, you, that's where you wonder, well, conspiracy with who? But as I say, the evidence that I heard, and I think, again, we did discuss this, how each one of the four witnesses, their evidence suggested a playbook that was chilling in its, in its just in the way that in the strategies and the tactics that were used that were so clearly worked out in advance. And there were multiple steps to it where, first of all, these girls were approached as as 14, 13 and 14 year old girls. They were, you know, befriended by Maxwell. They were recruited by her. They were groomed by her. They were trained by her how to please Epstein in some cases. And then they were paid to recruit their friends in turn. So there was this depraved Ponzi scheme of, of, of an underage sex ring where Maxwell would recruit and then would pay the people that the girls she had groomed and abused to recruit in turn. And as I say, each one of the witnesses described in different circumstances, but it was the same modus operandi that they were approached by this very glamorous, very friendly, very vivacious woman who would then befriend them, chat to them. They, she talked to them about their lives. A lot of them had troubled lives. Uh, as I said, she in the courtroom, the one that I found particularly poignant was the first witness, uh, Jane, who was 12 years old when her father died from leukemia, 
bankrupting the family, like leaving them in absolutely dire straits uh, because they had no health insurance to pay for the final year of his illness. And um, she was sent then by Relatives Club together when she was 13 to send her off to this summer camp for gifted children in Michigan. And she was, Epstein was the patron of this summer camp for gifted children. You know, I mean, like just the, the way that he got his tentacles into into different areas and he that gave him the right to, to visit it with Max Maxwell. So she said Maxwell approached her as she was eating ice cream with her friends, like a 13-year-old kid in the summer who'd had a terrible, obviously, year losing her father and the stress that brought in her family and was befriended. And then with Maxwell, you know, she told her she lived in Palm Beach on the wrong side of the Palm Beach beach tracks, you know, naturally. And uh, Maxwell and Epstein were like, oh, we must know your mother. You must come for tea. And so they spotted her. They singled her out from her friends and they, they decided that she was the one that they wanted. And from there, as I say, Maxwell took her shopping, she testified, took her to the movies, acted like her big sister. Epstein then said to her mother that he would like to support her education. You can imagine this harassed young widow with several children, no money. And then, you know, he invited her around to his mansion in Palm Beach. And the way that he used the victim's family's poverty or other, you know, difficult circumstances as leverage to get what they wanted, which was access to young girls uh, to use them as sexual playthings. So, you know, and as I said, that was the modus operandi that was repeated over and over by every witness in different forms that, you know, Maxwell was the, the, the upper class British lady with all the, you know, who was friends with queens and kings and presidents and princes. And uh, she was taking an interest in their child or their you know, are the girls themselves who were school dropouts, runaways who came from poor families, you know, that she was taking an interest in them and she was bringing them on private planes. And then they were getting all this money, you know, $300 for a teenager in the 90s, although they were coerced into having sex and performing sexual acts on Epstein with Maxwell, they claimed sometimes joining in. You know, you you can see how they were, how how they were really their lives were destroyed and then you know i witnessed maxwell in in court and like she she honestly a lot of time just looked bored she was rummaging through her little green file that she carried with her she looked entirely composed and collected and and sort of vaguely disinterested and detached and you really got the sense and i i think this has been said by people over and over that she didn't see anything wrong with what she did she saw these girls from very poor, difficult backgrounds as as just fodder, as sexual fodder, as playthings that could be discarded or used to 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 recruit more sexual playthings. And you know, to me, it, it, just the way that she and Epstein, and they're both now convicted. He was convicted. He pl- he pled guilty, in fact, in a disgraceful deal that was was um, negotiated by Alex Acosta, who was then a U.S. attorney for Florida, or I beg your pardon, the district attorney in in Florida. And you know, but but um, they they're both now. Convict, she's a convicted sex trafficker and and is convicted of of conspiracy to basically use minors to engage in ele- illegal sex acts. They were among the charges well, that well, she was convicted of. I would like you to, of. to walk us through the verdict itself. Sure. I'd also like to talk about what you've mentioned in her defence team and their horrid behaviour. Some of the oh, stuff yeah. that I'm hearing 
like that we probably didn't get in these bit bitty PC news reports on this side of the Atlantic about some of their behavior and how troubling it may have been for the jury even to see the disrespect from her defense team towards these victims. I'd like to talk about what it means for other people implicated in these crimes and what happens next. But before you do that, I want to say that this is a crowd supported podcast. Marion and I are only able to make this show weekly due to the support we get from our listeners. And I mean this. We want to say a massive thanks this year to those people. For as little as a fiver a month, you can keep this show going weekly. And in return, you get to hear all our episodes in full. Eight years of interviews and the complete back catalogue of episodes focusing on the Epstein and Maxwell cases. Supporters really get it all and it's easy. Couple of clicks, you receive a URL, you add that to your podcast app and the feed populates with all the Irishman Abroad episodes you could ever ask for and everything that we do from this point onwards. Just get the Patreon app or visit patreon.com forward slash Irishman Abroad. So really, Marion, why don't you break down what the five guilty decisions mean? Okay, so the first thing she was convicted of, the most serious one, sex trafficking of a minor, that could receive a prison sentence of up to 40 years. So that's the biggest one, the sex trafficking of a minor. Now, these were specimen charges. The the uh, The prosecution wisely, in my view, did decide to narrow this down and keep it very focused on Maxwell, very focused on um, allegations that they could prove that they had evidence to support plane logs, other evidence, that kind of thing, as well as the witnesses themselves. So the first charge, sex trafficking of a minor, that which is that she brought minors across state lines, mm. underage girls, uh, you know, between different states and also, of course, to the Virgin Islands for the purposes of, of sexual exploitation and sexual abuse. But Epstein, we know, and and as you, the, the question everybody, of course, is asking is, and who else? Who else was involved? But that's the first charge. The second charge that she was convicted of is transporting a minor with the intent to engage in criminal sexual activity. That receives a maximum sentence of 10 years. Then there were three conspiracy charges that she was also convicted of, conspiracy to transport minors with, you know, with the intent to engage in criminal sexual activity, um, conspiracy to commit sex trafficking of minors, and conspiracy to entice minors to travel to engage in illegal sex acts. Each of those would receive a maximum five-year prison sentence. She was found not guilty of one count. And at one point, the jury asked the judge to define what enticement meant. I might ask you to do the same thing and also explain what the conspiracy means. Right. Okay. So the the enticement and, and the one charge that she was found not guilty of was enticement of a minor to travel to engage in illegal sex acts with regard to the first victim, uh, this girl Jane, that the, she was a woman now who was 14 years old when she was first sexually abused by Maxwell and, and Epstein. Now, the, the, um, she was, the jury believed that, as, I say, as you say, they asked the judge to explain enticement and enticement is the holding out of 
Um, you know, it, like if I were to entice somebody to do something illegal, it's different to coercion in that I'm not applying pressure in, in a, a way that would cause them to be fearful of not doing the thing I want. It's saying, look, if you do this, I'll give you that. You know, I'll give you money. I'll buy you this. I'll take you here. You know, come on, we'll take you to a lovely hotel. It'll be great fun, etc. That that would be the enticement. Now, in the case of Jane, they found that that specific charge that she hadn't enticed her to travel to engage in illegal sex acts. And I, I'm not, the jury has not explained the basis of on which that that charge was not proven, but it may have been felt that that um, her her mother did give permission for her to, to spend time with Epstein and Maxwell in the belief that Maxwell was Epstein was her godfather. Basically, he was paying for her education. He was taking care of, of you know, her family to a degree in, in, in providing support for the other children's education as well. And it may have been felt that that was an arrangement, perhaps, with the, with the mother um, rather than with her directly. That That is what I, I cannot speak as to in the jury's mind, but that's possible. So as I say, enticement would be the promise of something in return that you might want, but not not a coercion where it's like, if you don't do this, basically. Yeah. Essentially you know, luring. Um, yeah, yeah. The, the, basically, the, the, consistent with with the, the the pattern of, as I say, the recruitment, the, the befriending, the the uh, the luring, the grooming, and then the normalisation of of the, the the sex games and the sexual activity that these girls were coerced into taking part in. So there you have it. That's your taste of the Irishman in America for this week with Marion McKeown. Come on over and hear the rest of the conversation by becoming a member at patreon.com forward slash Irishman abroad and enjoy all these conversations in full, including our feature interview every Sunday and our back catalogue of nearly eight years of interviews at patreon.com forward slash Irishman abroad. Ready? You have the cameras rolling? This is America. A lot of people who would probably consider themselves liberal have done very well financially under the Donald Trump four years. You encouraged espionage against our people. You condemn any interference by Russia in the American election. By Russia or anybody else. Russia, please, if you can, get us Hillary Clinton's emails. Please, Russia, please. To renew America, we must revitalize our democracy.